Welcome to the Revelation Project Podcast. I'm Monica Rogers. And I'm Andrea Willits. Together, we're disrupting the trance of unworthiness and guiding women to reveal the truth of who we are. We say that life is a revelation project, and what gets revealed gets healed. Sometimes vulnerability can trigger feelings of living inside a waking nightmare and making us feel like we want to run and hide. In this episode, Monica is going to unpack her most recent experience of feeling overexposed as she shares her personal truth with a larger audience. Listen as she processes the revelations along the way. So it's been quite a week, Monica. It has. It's been it's been a week. Well, it's been since Thursday, so today is Monday. So it feels like it, it feels like it's been a long ride over the course of a long weekend. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that, right? It's been feeling vulnerable. Yeah, I think uh, how I'm feeling today is kind of like a vulnerability hangover. Like I got taken down the rabbit hole of vulnerability, and it it was exhausting. Like to watch now right to to feel kind of looking at it as like this hurricane or tsunami of mm. you know of reactions really yeah, in the yeah. face of feeling vulnerable yeah so just for our audience i want to you know give it some framework okay um so it's vulnerability inside podcasting we're we're launching our podcast and we're new at this. Yeah. 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 I think, I think for me it was, um, getting really excited when we got the, the intro music, right. And being like, Oh my God. Yay. You know, and then it kind of spiraled from there into this feeling once the intro was put with the first episode into this, like it kind of started showing up like as this, hyper arousal or hypersensitivity suddenly in my body, right? Like, like, I was like, why do I why do I suddenly feel so edgy or skittish? And starting to notice some of the the thoughts that were coming up in my mind around, wow, this is getting real, or this is feeling this is feeling really scary suddenly or like what, what happens next? Like what actually happens if I say the wrong thing or if uh, in podcasting now that I'm willing to kind of expose myself, my life, my stories to my audience, what if I hurt somebody without intending yeah, to. Yeah, like a loved one, right? Like talking about, because we have really personal conversations here, you know, and, and we, we want to involve our personal lives, our personal projects. We talk about being inside the project, right? And so it's vulnerable. And what you just said about feeling exposed, I can, I can relate. Some of that came up for me too. And um, looking up the definition of vulnerability, it actually uses the language of being exposed to something um, that's threatening emotionally or physically, right? And so, yeah, it, it, it is feeling exposed. So just talk, 
talk about like some of those deeper personal feelings for you. Like what was that feeling that, that started to happen to you? (laughs) Well, it, it started showing up like, like almost self-monitoring, right? Like, like I noticed, for example, that there were a couple of times when we were recording episodes where I would be showing up right to the podcast and then kind of having this feeling of disconnecting from what I really wanted to say because of my fear for upsetting someone. Yeah. You know, and really starting to dance with that idea of like, how does one live in that fully permissioned place and speak and share right about your life from a very raw and vulnerable place, which for me is what the Revelation Project is. It's like being willing to stand inside of your personal truth and own it, claim it, be it in the world. And so much of my past in history has actually so many disguised gifts that were traumatic, frankly. I had traumatic experiences that, you know, are stories that I feel like would be helpful to, you know, our audience. And there's certainly, when I tell the stories in closed company, I'm not as exposed. It feels safer, right? And so what I was really tangling with this weekend was this feeling of, how do I show up authentically with all of me and be able to share all of me without it somehow offending someone along the way, yeah. which is, yeah. is, so, is so interesting. Right? Yeah, it is. It really is. You know, and it's funny, uh, funny, ha ha, in that I, I can relate to that because as we were given our first podcast, right, all prettied up and, and, and ready to launch, so to speak, right? That's, that's edgy. And the same thing came up for me. I was like, Oh, did I say that? Or, Ooh, and it is, it's incredibly vulnerable and just wanting to be good enough and right enough and not do anything like taboo. You suddenly feel these restrictions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Woo, it really takes you on a ride. And it, there's this other part of myself that's like, Monica, you know better. You know what to do in this situation. Like, just do it. And I didn't, not this time around, you know, like allowing myself to actually be with not knowing how to be with this part of exposure, yeah. right? It, it, like on a bigger level, I guess it's how people feel when, you know, they're going to get up on a stage and talk in front of a bunch of people. But it, it felt so safe while we were recording it behind closed doors. And then suddenly we're listening to it with with ears of the public listening to it. And suddenly it was like, Oh my God, like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. I I really hear you. You know, the other piece that we were playing with around this vulnerability is so we care right we really care and we want to know that we're good enough out there yeah well there's there's that absolutely but it, it also it's it's the immediate right but it also really taps into 
deeper wounds that we haven't yet healed or we've healed a bunch from them, but yet what came up for me was yet another layer this yeah so this time around so what's that layer yeah so um so it was this fear of being I know it's like emotional as I tap into it yeah here take your time yeah it's like this fear of being misunderstood Mm. you know and it's it's interesting it's it's like it's it's also liberating because it's like, oh my gosh, as soon as I reveal it, right? As soon as I say it, it sets me free. Yeah. And even in this moment, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, now, now I can laugh a little bit. We're both sitting here kind of laughing and crying, which is so right. There it is. There's well, the twisted. There's, there's the, the twist in it, the paradox. And my mess is my message. Yeah. You know, that my message to everyone in doing this work, right, in in showing up to life in the truth of who you are is that there is this scary place where we have to cross the chasm or the gap between the mask we wear over to the truth of who we are and and allow it to be what it is in all of its imperfection and allow it and allow ourselves to tangle with it or mess it up or put our foot in our mouth or right and so without talking about it in theory I'll go back to kind of what was really coming up for me, which was, you know, especially I think as it relates to my family, because I have such a deep, deep love for my family. And that there's also been a lot of struggle, you know, and pain there. Yeah. And, and a lot of work and a lot of healing and a lot of um, liberation. And yet what came up in this piece of it has been like this feeling exposed again in a way that like, I don't want to, I don't want to create more misunderstanding. Like put people at risk? Yeah, put people at risk or talk about my loved ones in a way that would um, feel, you know, hurtful or disrespectful. Yes. And yet, and, and, and here's the truth for me, that... So many of my experiences growing up and so many of my hardest experiences have been my most divinely choreographed experiences or disguised gifts or disguised blessings. And so for every struggle that I have, you know, had, I really do experience all of those now as gifts in my life that have informed me and have helped me become who I am. And so I think what was really showing up or my revelation this over the course of this last weekend was always there's this layer, this new layer, even every layer you think you have healed for every layer you think you've healed. You're like, oh my God, I love that meme. That's like, and then there was a 
crazy underground parking lot, you know? Like, right. There's, it's just, there's always right? like more. And then there's and the basement like, seriously? To, the, to the basement, yeah. to the freaking basement. It's like, yes. I thought I was, I thought done, I was done with this. Done yeah. with this one. And yet here was another layer for me to look at and really wrestle with it and really tangle with it and have it, you know, I think my, my recent practice in these last couple of years of stepping outside of myself and looking at myself from an observer's compassionate witness standpoint has been my greatest portal back home to myself because otherwise from Thursday, literally through yesterday, I was self-abusing myself, you know, Mm. like second guessing myself, um, numbing out. I, I, I even said, I mean, with full on, I was giving myself permission. I knew I was doing it, but I was like, I I just need to go home and like watch Netflix and numb out. You know, I just, I was just so hyper aware of feeling like, you know, that fight or flight, like the bear is going to eat me alive kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And I remember we were texting in the middle of the weekend and you were like, yeah, uh, vulnerability, like spiraling. Yeah. You know, like, you were like in it. And, and I think I texted back and it was like, yeah, I have quite a headache right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm just having to retreat. And it's interesting, right? How we are in the, in in just coping with that type of vulnerability of exposure, right? Like this is hard stuff, mm-hmm. right? This type of exposure, like I had no idea, you know? And I, and I, I, I really appreciate for you where you're going with, with being triggered in your exposure that you actually got to something that's deeper than, yeah, it's, it's really vulnerable and and not easy to do podcasts, right? Like there's a, there's truly vulnerability in just that, right? But, but you, you're getting to something that is deeply personal and triggering, right? In your own relationship with, with family, Yeah, well, again, really looking at it from, I'm thinking of a a really dear friend of mine who was going through a vulnerability attack recently, having kind of delivered her book in the hands of a bunch of people to have it, you know, kind of almost like a beta run, right, of readers who were going to give her feedback. And she was freaking out. And I was kind of like you got this, like, it's good. Like we're good, you know? And really like, Oh, this is what she meant. Right. Like this, like, wait, I put my heart out there, you know, like, and, and I don't know what's going to happen. Like, it's, it's like, here's my heart. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. Are you going to drop it on the floor and walk away? Or are you going to stomp on it? Are you going to, are you going to still love me when you know this piece of me? Are you going to laugh at me? Yeah, it's a whole nother level of reckoning, right? It's it's amazing. The the other thing that um I'm hearing 
that you said around, you know, it's like returning to self. Yeah. Yeah. Like what happens there in that when you start to be the observer? I'm, I'm curious, like. Yeah. So I've been really as someone who um, had really been so hardwired to self-abuse, meaning I didn't even know that I was doing it. And it took a long time for me to, once I started kind of seeing that iceberg, yeah, to realize that, that all I was seeing was the tip, that actually it was so deep and so, uh, and so conditioned in me to abandon myself or beat myself up or kick myself while I was down. It's like I had nothing kind to say to myself when I was in a state like I got in on Thursday when I started second guessing myself, right? It's like that place you go to where, you know, from feeling vulnerable to then into like a shame spiral. Yeah. Where, you know, you're worried about judgment and people withholding affection or, you know, what if I make people angry or like, or if I unintentionally betray somebody here. And then, you know, that shame of feeling like, who do I think I am to do this? Yes. Right? Like, who do I even think I am that I even have something to offer? And then, and then from there into a place of like, wanting to numb out, right? Thinking really depressing thoughts, suddenly wanting to flee. Like they're not even, they're not even rational thoughts anymore. It's like all my saboteurs show up, first of all, and they're all like, they're like, um, I don't know, for Game of Thrones fans, it's like um, when Cersei was doing the walk of shame and everybody's like, it's like all my saboteurs are like, shame, shame, shame. And, and, And it's just, it's one of those visuals for me that again, it's like a trigger to step outside myself for a moment and put on the lens for a moment of a compassionate observer and see myself as I know myself. Because here's here's what I've come to know about myself is that I love people and I love truth and I love sharing truth and I love experiencing truth and I love being intimate with people and and going deep and that is who I am and it's also where I stand for others it's like I want I really want for women especially to know that while this isn't easy it's so liberating that there there is something here that gets revealed every time and in the revelation is such a gift you know that actually what had come up for me over the course of you know between Thursday and now is another piece of reclaiming myself and my truth and as it relates to anybody else's truth, whether it be my family's or, you know, my mother or my brother or my sister or anybody that I love in my extended family, that, um, you know, that I, I hold both and all of us with love and compassion. Mm -hmm. And that 
I'm proud of every experience that I've ever had because it's made me who I am. And I'm, and I am still reclaiming those pieces of me that have been, you know, under that surface that I haven't, I've like, oh, there's another piece of her, you know, like that precious piece of her that actually thinks she can launch with a perfect podcast, (laughs) right? That, that she could have never picked up a tennis racket before and like, been Serena Williams, you know, like, what is that, right, that I would actually, and it's like that, there's a preciousness in that. There is a preciousness (laughs) in that. To to see that side of myself that just is that committed, that I want it to show up as perfect. Yeah, because you care so damn much. I do. Because you care so damn much. I do. Yeah, right? That's really what I'm hearing from you as you do uh, return to yourself, right? In belonging to yourself is, oh my gosh. Well, and here's the difference is that I know that. Right. But Thursday, I didn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You forgot. When this came up, I forgot. I forgot that I know that. And you abandoned yourself. I abandoned myself on Thursday. And I was like, you know what? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are to do this in the world? You're some nobody. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, why would anybody listen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really can relate. It's so true. So uh, I want to nudge you towards something that that got revealed earlier today that I love that you said to really bottom line it, which is your message. Oh, yeah. My my mess is my message. Yeah. yeah. So about being seen. Oh my gosh. I mean, I love that. My mess is my message. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that to me, Monica, is like that is you. Yeah. It's it's so true. You know, yeah. So my my mess is that for as much as I want to be seen and known, I am terrified yeah. of being seen and known. And exposing, you know, my heart in a way that feels risky and that could be misunderstood. And where I return back to myself is probably best summarized in Brene Brown's quote. Because there's something about hearing this quote that always like, it's like, oh, thank God for her. Yeah. Because she puts language around things that help me come back home to myself. And so this is the quote. Because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our own level of self-acceptance. Amen to that. Yeah. So it's it's really like been quite a journey, <laughs> you know, to, and again, just even talking about this, just dispels its grip on me, you know, and who I am and who I am becoming is getting revealed every day. You know, I don't have all the answers today. All I can show up with today is what's true for me today and keep going. Because this for me has been, you know, doing my revelation project and inviting all of our guests to do their revelation project has been really the container for keeping me anchored to the truth, you know, my truth and reminding me day after day that we have each day to reveal more. And 
Um, and for today, this is enough, you yeah. know, and, and, and to just continue to look forward to more to be revealed. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. So it is about more to be revealed and it is in the vulnerability that we do return to ourselves. Yeah. And that we're most beautiful. And that we are most beautiful in vulnerability. Another Brene Brown quote, by the way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Monica, so much for sharing your vulnerability because it does matter. It really does. Yeah. In celebration of our podcast launch, Andrea and I would like to extend a special offer for $100 off our self-guided Loving Yourself Well e-course. Please go to jointherevelation.com and enter podcast 100 at the checkout. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please visit us at jointherevelation.com and be sure to download our free gift, subscribe to our mailing list, or leave us a review on iTunes. We thank you for your generous listening. And as always, more to be revealed.